Welcome to Always Real Talks, What Do I Do? Landlord-Tenant segment with our landlord-tenant expert and coach, Carissa Spam. Carissa, welcome back to Always Real Talk. Thank you so much, Kwame, for having me here on your phenomenal platform. I'm excited to join you today. Well, look, look, we'll get right at it because people really enjoyed uh, this What Do I Do segment with you because you kind of keep it real. This is always real talk and you keep it real and people walk away with things that are useful to them. And for those that are not landlords, for those that are not tenants, they have family, they have friends that are, and they're able to turn them on. I wanna jump right into what's going on today. And as you well know, last time we talked, it was the beginning of, of the stimulus. It was the beginning of whether landlords were going to al allow or not allow their tenants to not pay for a month or two months. Um, and we went through that exercise and now we're what, 90 days uh, away from that. And there are a lot of questions now that people are asking, what are the top three common things that you're hearing from tenants? Well, I just want to start out by saying that we are still under the COVID-19 state of the emergency here in the District of Columbia. Um, and essentially that means that there is still a lot of protection for tenants. Um, and a lot of tenants don't realize they still have rights. As it pertains to rent payment, rent payments are still due, however, under the state of emergency that the mayor has now extended through July 24th. Tenants are not required to pay late fees. Um, landlords cannot file an eviction until 60 days after the conclusion of the um, the emergency, um, and so one of the one of the conversations that I've had with a lot of my colleagues and the landlords in the district is that they are now required to offer tenants a repayment agreement, and that's is that essentially means Kwame landlords before they even take the tenant to court. Now let me just say that the courts are not open. But when the courts do open, landlords are going to be required to show that they have offered or given the tenant an opportunity to enter into a repayment agreement for minimally 12 months, unless the tenant agrees to a shorter term. So there's still some cushion for the tenants to, you know, get back on their feet. However, with the repayment agreement, the tenants are responsible to show that the um the coronavirus or the COVID emerge, state of emergency impacted them financially, whether directly or indirectly. So they do have to show that their impact, that their finances were impacted by this um, pandemic that we're in. Okay, so, so let me ask you a question. Um, you mentioned the courts are still closed. Um, the courts will open back up soon. When the courts open back up, if I am a tenant and I would tenant that um, my, my landlord is taking me to court and my landlord has not given me an opportunity or stretched the, whatever my balance is out for 12 months, right? At least give me an opportunity to take, you know, if my, just keep it real simple. Uh, if my rent is a hundred dollars a month and the last 90 days, then it's $300 and they didn't, they can take that $300 and spread that out over 12 months and they would add that to each month to my rent, and then that's one of the options to, for repayment. That's correct. Okay, and 
I know that this might be a, a tricky question, but a lot of people want to know, you have to provide some sort of hardship. If it, is that a letter from your employer or what is, what is the definition of providing a hardship letter? So that could be a letter from the employer. If the tenant was employed and maybe they received pay stubs or for instance, they could also provide their bank statements to show that the income that was once coming in has ceased or, you know, something has changed, decreased significantly. So there are ways to show it to provide documentation. It just depends on the type of income that they had. So Certainly, like I said, they could definitely get something from their employer or just use their financial um, documents to, to show that the income is no longer coming in. Right. OK. And, and that could be a bank statement that shows that there's no money coming into the bank. That, that could also be uh, something that because I know a lot of people are asking that question. Now, that is for if you are a tenant, uh, I guess if you are a landlord, you are saying that you have to offer that option to your tenant. That's correct. So once the courts are back in session, the landlords are going to be required to show the courts that they've offered their tenant the option to enter um, into a repayment agreement. And so one of the things that I caution landlords to do is definitely document everything. Send your tenant a letter saying, Tenant A, we are inviting you or offering you the opportunity to enter into a repayment agreement. Please provide us with the documentation, but the letter must be very specific. The letter must also advise the tenant that the repayment agreement could be for 12 months. Um, and so there are a lot of things that must go into this letter. And all of that, again, is going to be required before the courts will even hear a non-payment of rent case, unfortunately. Okay. So I just want everyone who is a tenant or people who have family members that are a tenant or especially uh, elderly community, many of them uh, that are renting and don't know their rights. I want their, them to know also that if you are a renter or a tenant um, and you have not received a letter or an option uh, to pay your, and you didn't pay your rent, let's just keep be clear on that. If you paid your rent, then I take it you're all good. If you didn't, didn't pay your rent, uh, make sure that you, you know, ask for a letter uh, do not just get your eviction notice when the courts open up and say you're going to be put out. Because a lot of people, they wait to the last minute and they, quite frankly, they don't know. That's why we're always real talk and that's why we're bringing this valuable information with our expert coach, uh, Carissa Spann, to really lay out what some of the rules and regulations uh, are, right? I want to mm -hmm. jump right into something that is taking place now. It is like, you know, 600 <clears throat> zillion degrees outside, which means it's very, very hot. And as you know, during the summertime, what happens? Air conditions go out. If I'm a tenant and I, you know, have not paid my rent because of COVID-19 and I've been affected by it, um, is the landlord still responsible for the maintenance of the building while this whole epidemic is taking place? That's a great question. That's a question I get a lot. Yes, landlords are still required to maintain a rental property that's decent, safe, and sanitary. So the same terms of the lease are still in operation. They are still required to make repairs. If the air conditioning goes out, if that is the landlord's so the housing provider's responsibility, then guess what? Yes, they are definitely required to repair the AC. Now, what happens if the tenant hasn't paid any rent? What happens if the money is, isn't coming in and the landlord doesn't have it? 
the it's the landlord's responsibility to make sure that those items are working properly. And here's one of the things that's been happening. Tenants who recognize that the landlord is responsible and for whatever reason has not been making repairs, these tenants have been contacting DCRA to report these landlords. And they are still, they're not coming out, but they are conducting virtual inspections. They are still fining landlords. So landlords are being fined for not making repairs. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Some people are not paying their rent because they're saying that the uh, maintenance was not done on their building. The air conditioning has been out for the last 35 days. Um, and if that takes place, the courts open back up, you know, is there a requirement for them to have to pay? I guess you, if in fact you're in that situation, the first thing to do, are you, are you saying the first thing to do is contact DCRA? For tenants, yes. That, tenants. That is if I'm a tenant and I, you know something's not working, hasn't been working, and the landlord has said, hey, I'm not fixing it because I've been affected by COVID-19, you, you know, they still have to report that to DCRA. And where I'm going with this, and my question to you is if I'm a, a tenant, and I could pay my, I could, I couldn't pay my bill, or I could pay my rent. Let's just say I could pay my rent, but the electricity has been out, or the air condition hasn't been working, and I don't, right? And now COVID hits. Am I still going to be required to take those back payments and spread it out over 12 months, and still pay for something in which I did not get the correct service for as a as a um, tenant? Absolutely. So here's here's a tricky thing in this. It's not what they know is what they can prove. So documentation is everything. If tenants have made any attempts to contact the landlord, it would be in the best interest of that tenant to show maybe through email or text communication that they've tried to reach out to the landlord. So, you know, the tenants have a responsibility as well to show that they have tried to communicate with the landlord. They have indeed um, requested repairs to be made. Um, and it, it is unfortunate because I recognize that a lot of tenants are impacted because landlords don't have the money if the rent, you know, isn't coming in. Right, right. And I, I you know, it goes back to um, making sure that people know what their, their rights are, right? So if you're a landlord, you know, you should better check with DCRA, make sure you know you haven't done what you're supposed to do. You should double check, make sure before you actually try to take the tenant to, to court. If you're a tenant and you've kept proper records and you have documentation, make sure you keep that documentation so you can prove your point. I mean, right now, you know, I know they're talking about another stimulus package. I, I, I saw that today that the president's, you know, you know, fine with trying to do another one. Um, but we don't know where that's going to take place. There are a lot of people that are very, very concerned because they, they're still unemployed, right? Or they haven't been back to work yet full time and they cannot pay their rent right and they have other stuff that they have to pay also and their, their question is in the next 60 days and we all knew you know five months or six months down the road that we're all going to be faced with with a dilemma right either we're going to be back to work or some of the people are never going back to work because they can't go back to their job because their job doesn't exist and yeah. then how do they handle being a tenant and if i if i am a someone who works every day and i have three or four apartment buildings i'm a landlord right so if i'm a landlord I'm concerned because my tenants aren't paying. And as a landlord, I need to figure out, you know, because now I'm affected by that because, you know, the bank still wants their money, right? Um, so we have to try to figure that out. Now, walk me through. You actually have something called a landlord six-week 
course that starts on July 21st. Tell us about that. That's correct. Thank you so much for asking. I'm super excited about this program. In addition to being a landlord and tenant coach, I am a um, I'm an educator. And so I coach landlords. I walk them through the process of building a property management business and brand. The six week course is online. It's once a week and it walks through walks them through all of the steps needed, showing them how to attract their ideal tenant, showing them how to market and maintain their property, all of the systems that they need in place maintenance, operations, uh, the lease, terms of the lease that they must and must not have. And so, you know, I'm excited about it. It's something that I've been working on for quite a bit of time. And it, it, it does begin. I'm rolling it out July the 21st. I'm super excited about it. Hey, we're super excited for it. We're super, look, check it out. Once again, you see the website, www.carissaspam.com. Go to the website, check it out. It is a landlord uh, online six-week course, right? And you lay out July 21st, and you lay out some of the most important things that folks need to understand uh, being a landlord. There's so many people trying to buy apartment buildings now. They're trying to find additional revenue. They have investment property, whether it's here. And the good thing about your program, the property could be anywhere. You're just teaching them the basics of, of, of what, what to do from a landlord perspective. So spread the word. Hey, July 21st, check her out, www.carissaspam.com. Also, you can find her on Facebook Live. She's, she's doing, doing Facebook, I think it's every, every Monday? It's every Monday at 7 p.m. on my Facebook page, carissa.spam. That's right. You, you see it online, Carissa, Carissa Spam. Go to it every Monday. Check her out. She's got some hot stuff. Of course, she's our landlord and tenant expert who comes on to talk about what? What do I do? Well, Carissa, thanks. We'll see you next time. If it's always real talk, you know it's going to be real. Thank you so much.